Hi, welcome to Suplex of Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hi. And Forrest. Howdy. Oh, man. I love the subdued hello. How are you, Seth? I'm all right. Good. I'll take all right. Forrest, how are you? I'm doing good. I take it back. I'm less than all right. All right. Well, you're not sick, are you? No. All right, good. Unless you're talking about the coronavirus. In which case, yes. Yeah, I do have that. Wait, what? <laughs> no, I, I don't. No, no, no worries. As no. if I as if I could spend the money to get tested. Yeah, we don't need to go down that avenue because I'll just get real angry. And this is a gaming podcast. <laughs> this is a gaming podcast. Not a, not a um, disease and virus podcast. Please take care of yourselves out there. Um, we'll talk about coronavirus a little bit in the second half because of the the things it has affected, which is seemingly everything as of today in the second half of the day, like everything. So we'll we'll talk a little bit about that and how certain companies are reacting to it. But right now, actually, it's kind of a, a burgeoning topic a little bit in what I played this week. I played um, Kentucky Route Zero. and mm, Hotbed of the coronavirus. No, no, no. But in one of the episodes, you do have to visit a doctor. And they talk about how you're going to pay the doctor and stuff. And well, how do you pay the doctor? We, I don't know yet. Ah. That's, I'm only three episodes in out of five. And I've played every one of the interludes so far after the episodes. So I've played the latest interlude after three. So that was interesting. And this game is really heavy. Seth didn't quite warn me how heavy it was, <laughs> and I'm partially glad he didn't. But, man, uh, everything about it is good. It's like reading a book because there's so much to read, and none of it is voice acted. And nope. so it's it's unlike Tales from the Borderlands where I could kind of make a decision in Tales and turn my brain off. And just like listen passively a little bit if I wanted to. In this, I have to be reading so much. And I'm kind of choosing stuff that I know is going to give me more information than just going to the next thing. Or at least I think. And that just sometimes piles it on. Like it just adds paragraph to paragraph. (laughs) Like the people that made this game... Um, I wish I could remember the name of the developers. It's a very card cardboard box set. Cardboard computer. Cardboard computer. Um, very talented people. Very good at writing games. It's hard to believe that these episodes came out like four or five years ago because they're Jeez. really good and they're really more well written. That, yeah, they're way more, way more than good. I agree. And more than four or five years, but yeah. Oh, wait, more than five? (laughs) Really? Well, the first one came out in like 2013, I think. Oh my gosh, it is 2020. Holy crap. So yeah, seven years ago. Um, Seth, how many episodes do you think was, were out when you, when we did Attack of the Beards cast? Um, like you had played what? You had played like what? One or two episodes? Yeah. And you were, you were raving about it back then. And 
I just had kind of been like, man, this is, I don't know what you're talking about. And I mean, yeah, I still kind of don't know what you're talking about because a lot of the stuff in the game is crazy and I'm really enjoying it. I, oh, it's rough. A lot of rough, but a lot of good. I'm excited to see where this story goes. I don't want to go too much into like what happens because it is a, it's a story driven game. It's, it's, it's all story. That's, I don't want to spoil any of it. Uh, I am interested to go back and see how much your decisions affect what happened in each chapter, because I want to like see like the different branching pathways that maybe some stuff could have happened. Um, I like the the driving elements. So you're the the basic premise of this game is you're a truck driver trying to do you you work for an antique store and you're trying to deliver a package you don't know what the package is you just have to you you're just kind of dropped in the middle of the story and you can drive around to different parts of the map and look at stuff and um it starts to get like very interesting i don't want to spoil too much of it so it's it's neat very good. I I I know it sounds like I'm being vague and I'm not speaking clearly, and that's on purpose. I don't want to ruin this game for anyone, and I think everyone should play it. Uh, I I may feel different once I finish it, because maybe the story won't go away that I'll like, but maybe it'll go away I respect. And so we'll see. I'm very excited for Seth to play through it so we can talk about it once he's finished too. And because you played up to episode four, right? Um, I played the first three episodes. Okay, um, so we're in the same spot then. Nice. Yeah, but I don't, I don't exactly <laughs> yeah. remember <laughs> any of the stuff that happened. So yeah, it was like, and I never, I never played the the supplementary stuff. I mean, I'm sure I played some of it, but um, never in like the order of the way it's presented in. The TV edition. So, um, so, yeah. so at that some is... point I've got to, I have to uh, find the, <laughs> I don't know, find get into the that kind of um space where I am emotionally ready for, for that journey once again. Yeah, it's a lot. And luckily, I, I will say, it's kind of nice, the TV edition, it doesn't prompt you to go away from the flow of the game to do the supplementals. Like it presents you with this circular hub, right? And you select act one, you could jump straight to act five if you wanted. I don't know how that would work because you're not like, that's why I want to know about how much what you do affects later in the game. So you could jump straight to act five if you wanted to. Yeah. I'm sure there are like default settings for choices um right yeah i don't know that w- i don't know why you would do that uh yeah but, yeah um i guess it's it's technically possible so in between each of the roman numeral of chapters there's the name of the um supplemental material and my favorite supplemental material i think was chapter at the end of cha- after the end of chapter two i'm excited for you to experience that one seth because it's very weird and very oh it's (laughs) it's it's not even it's kind of heavy it is heavy but it's also just like 
the the framing that is happening around the heaviness is so abstract and weird and i oh it was it was a treat it was kind of like man this is really dark but what they're doing is so weird and effective it was good but very good game i'm enjoying it i hope more people play it and i hope you both of you play it soon because i want to like do a deep dive and talk to you guys about it um the, the other things I've been playing, I kind of took a break on Bloodborne only because I, I wanted to I wanted to beat, and this is partially Seth not warning me, which I'm glad he didn't again, but I wanted to beat Kentucky Route Zero going into this episode, and I just couldn't. Like, the, the, the amount of time, like, to, like, sit and think about stuff, and um, I did two episodes yesterday, which really took a toll on me. Uh, and I just, I was going to finish it out today and I was like, I can't, I cannot do that to my brain and it would wipe me for today. So, yeah, it was, um, my, in my experience, it is a game that both deserves and needs breathing room. Um, like I would, even the idea of playing two episodes in one day to me is like, how do you uh how do you do it but i mean I, I it's also like i hold the the game in such like a reverent place um that it's probably my i probably go a little overboard on my uh feelings of it i guess no no i i i can see what you're saying and i agree with you but playing the supplemental material for two was after the end of two like really intrigued me to see what was going to happen next because of how weird the supplemental material was so that's really what drove me to play the third episode and like not only because i want to beat it like because i want to talk about the show but like the the supplemental material you can ask forest was so weird and it was like set in first person and it like oh it was it was neat but it was I was just really excited to see where the story went, even though I knew it was going to be dark places. And yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. I, I'm excited yet fearful of where it's going to go, but I've come to terms with maybe uh, the story is not about the, the box that you're <laughs> delivering because that's been heavily put on the back burner, which is fine. And that's not the most pressing thing at all in the story anymore. So yeah, it's good. It's a good game. A lot of, a lot of vagueness around that, but, <laughs> um, I, I also played a lot of apex and this is worth mentioning. We talk about battle Royales on the show before. Um, but apex is doing something neat where they've added this new mode called deja loot. Um, at least I'm pretty sure that's the mo- name of the mode. I forgot, but that sounds right. And this mode, Seth and Forrest, essentially takes the giant battle royale map, and instead of the loot being dynamic and changing all the time, it makes it all static. So you know what you're getting when you land somewhere. So if you find a really particu- good spot, particularly where you know like 
there's good armor here, there's good weapons, you know, that kind of stuff, good upgrades. You can really be in a very, like, you can have a huge advantage right from the outset if no one else drops over there because they don't know that that's a good spot. And it's really neat to see how that changes a battle royale because, like, people are dropping in weird spots that aren't, like, normally where they would drop or, like, there's a high concentration of people dropping in that one spot because they know there's good stuff. It's it's really fun, and it's caused a lot of interesting matches where, like, there was this one I played the other day, guys, where within the first, like, two minutes, it was down to, like, five teams Jeez. because everyone went to the same spot and they all just annihilated each other. And it was like watching the little counter go, like, duh, 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 duh. and I was like, this is insane. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a really good mode. The They switched it to the old map this week, so it's in Kings Canyon, which is the first map the game launched with, so... That's exciting. I hope y'all play it. You should download it for us, then we can play. Yeah. Because you haven't played since, like, well before. Yeah, since, like, right before DMC5 came out last year. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other thing I talked, I played, I'm not going to talk about because all of us have played it, so I'm going to wait for us to collectively talk about that. Um, but, uh, Seth, what did you play this week? Well, it, it's been a interesting assortment of games for me um oh, good let's see what 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 to begin with i don't think i actually went back to steep at all this past week um understandably uh yeah it's really amazing like you have to give them credit for finally figuring out how to make snowboarding games not fun um it's and it's quite an achievement um, which is probably why I didn't play it, but yeah, so I played some, some other games over the week. Um, I spent Saturday playing through, um, the game Call of Cthulhu, which is one of the games that is free okay. with, oh. with gold. Um, and it's, uh, <laughs> it's... It's not a good game. I'm I I didn't know you played through this. This is a pleasant surprise for me. I yeah, mean, well, maybe not uh, pleasant because it's not a good game, but yes, huh. it's it's um, it's really weird. Uh, it's like a I don't even know. I guess an adventure game because like it's not an action game. It's not really like a a like you you play this private eye, but it's not really a detective game. Um, it's pretty straightforward and linear. Um, you're going through this story about, uh, so the, at the beginning of the game, you, it plops you into this really weird dream sequence and then you wake up, um, you play this like hard boiled, uh, world war one vet, uh, who's an alcoholic and who is a private investigator who's fallen on hard times. Um, and in walks this, uh, very well-known presumably very wealthy um socialite or something i don't really know they don't really tell you much about that guy um he proceeds to tell you the story about how his um daughter 
uh, her her house burned down, I guess, and she died. Um, and he wants to investigate it because after the death, he received this painting from her because um, she was like this famous painter. Um, and so he contracts you to go to this place called Darkwater Island and look for her. Um, it's it's a very the story is very strange because um, like you know it, it put takes you through the kind of horror tropes and Lovecraft tropes I guess uh, it's actually kind of like it, 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 it has a lot of the stuff from Lovecraft fiction I guess but it doesn't really abide by any of the rules of said <laughs> fiction um, okay. it just kind of uses those things um the story is it's nonsense um like it's pretty straightforward at the beginning but the whole thing with lovecraft when people make games about it is that the main character always has to go insane um and the further you progress in the game the more you witness your character witnesses these events that sort of start to break his grip on reality um, and stuff starts getting weirder and weirder. Um, the latter half of the game, though, it's just like one th- weird thing after another with not really any interconnectedness and not really any exp- explanation of how like one thing is going to another thing. And they basically kind of just brush it all off as, oh, well, you know, he's insane. Who you don't know what's real or what's not. It's like, well, this is so stupid. This is not. You, you can't just. <laughs> you can't just use this mechanic to hide your crappy storytelling. Um, but that is what they do. Uh, <laughs> boy, boy, do they lean into it? I guess. Yeah, it's a. Um, it was certainly an experience. Um, and the the unfortunate thing is there are some. There are a couple, like, interesting sort of, like, backstory elements to the game which are just sort of passed off. And, like, they're interesting to me, at least knowing the fiction. Like, in the context of the world, they're not all that interesting. They're weird, but they're not all that interesting, I guess. Right. Um, But the developers, I guess, uh, decided to not really get into that the The best part about the game is that it is mercifully short like you can beat it in a day um or a weekend is more likely um but yeah call of Cthulhu, not a good game um i also played i played uh nba 2k20 um because that's on game pass <clears throat> I don't really have a whole lot to say about NBA 2K20 because I'm really bad at the actual games. <laughs> and so I just do like the franchise mode. Uh, I will say that the more and more of these games they make, and I guess this also goes for EA Sports game, they're just, they get, they're very bloated. Um, okay. And a lot of the systems in the game, like, seem unnecessarily not difficult to do but like they take a lot of steps when like they've added steps that previous games didn't have 
and it just it doesn't like it doesn't make it harder it just makes everything sort of take longer to do um like i play most of the franchise mode and there's like there was no button to like sim to a certain date in the season like you had to do it week by week um which is it's just like i don't why just let me i'm not interested in all all the stuff and i and i know i'm probably the atypical player of the game i like i i play sports game mainly just for the uh basically the rpg like aspect of it um but it's just like i don't know i get the whole like the bombasticness of the presentation but it 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 after a while it it started to be like okay can i just play the game uh but i did i did win two straight nba championships with the magic so that was nice there you go it's good nice to be able to to dream about something like that it's kind of like how i felt when i tried to play freaking jump force when you can't yeah. go straight to like a versus mode <laughs> and i'm like this ain't worth it yep <laughs> this ain't it yeah yeah Stop hiding yeah. the good like parts of your game behind bloat. Stop it, developers. Really, uh, and I. But the problem is, if they do that, that means there's less of their game, and people and then people will be mad by the amount of time that their game takes to finish. I don't know. As long as people have something to pump digital currency to for two K twenty, I think people are gonna be happy. Like that's. Yeah. Like. Th- that's mainly what that game is there for. I mean, it's there to also be very difficult to make free throws. Like, <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's, That's a very specific gripe. Yeah, well, I mean, you have to know the shooting stroke of every player in the NBA to be good at free throws in that game. Yeah, Jeez. like it's it's a <laughs> like, cool it's a cool sim that they've that they've created all of those, but it does <laughs> like, like you have to know the player. Yeah. If Which you if you just go out there thinking you can hold the button and shoot the free throw, then you you're probably gonna miss. Yeah. Unless it's just like unless it's like Steph Curry or something, like the good shooters who shoot normally, they you can, uh, and it, of course it makes sense that it's easier to shoot with them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like the 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 stuff is cool, but it's also sort of getting in the way of what my experience with the game, what I want it to be. Um, I also have been playing a game which we talked about on the podcast last week and which then released like the very next day. Oh, Um, really? Yeah, which is Murder by Numbers. The uh, Phoenix Wright meets um, Uh, Picross game. Yeah. Uh, It's very, it's very, I really like it. It's got, it's got a lot of charm. Um, A whole lot of Picross. Hey, then that's I mean, not a bad thing. Yeah, it's the yeah. It so if like you that's the main gameplay system, it is. <laughs> uh, if you like Picross, uh, you'll enjoy this game. Um, and it's got like this great, like um, I'm trying to think of a a TV show that it reminds me of because it has the feeling of like a goofy um, show. Uh, but I can't think of anything. It's a good Goof game. Troop. No, like. A, <laughs> Not a cartoon, like a maybe like Psych, something like that. Like just the kind of vibe of being goofy in the face of horrible murders. 
Oh, gotcha. Nice. Yes. Yeah. It's it's very fun though. I fully recommend it. Would you recommend it to someone who's never who's never really played a Picross type game? Um like if, is is there enough there in the characters and the story to maybe get someone at least hooked in and is the gameplay like welcoming enough? I mean, Picross is great. Listen, so I'm, you should be playing a Picross game all the time no matter what. I mean, if well, if I don't. I think you mess <laughs> you have to be a fan of puzzle games to be able to play a game like this. Um, even so, if you like puzzles, even if you haven't played Picross specifically, but there is a very good tutorial that um, sort of teaches you step by step of how to uh, like analyze what you're looking at and then figure out where to go from there. Um, gotcha. In in the actual Picross games, um, and I mean, like I I already knew all the stuff, but I can see I I thought it was very thorough and it it had some stuff in it that I had never seen like tutorials and Picross games do before. Um, so it is, it is welcoming to people who have never done that. Um, but I think you do need at least an enjoyment of puzzles to be able to play through the game because like, there is a lot of them. That's fair. All right. Thank you. There you go, man. You just got to get a Picross game or that one. Picross is great. Have you never played one? I've never played. Oh, man, there's nothing more <laughs> thrilling than playing multiplayer Picross and having Seth get mad at you at 2 a.m. while you're both plucking away at a Picross puzzle. That sounds like a fantastic <laughs> time. It's, uh, I mean, it's fun. <laughs> Just two Joy-Cons messing around. But, man, yeah, get on that. I need to get on that because it's definitely up my alley. Um, is that all you played besides the thing we all played? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's, it's been let's... a it's been a busy little week in games for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, Forest. Yes. Oh, I didn't talk about the other thing I played. Maybe that's best saved for later. All right. But Forest, you go ahead. Okay. I beat Mega Man Zero One. I started Mega Man Zero Two. I played through the entirety of Resident Evil Five. okay you like yeah that's a like a quick fire here yeah what's uh what's your favorite enemy name from the last two Mega Mans you played okay and is there any absurd lore that you need to let us know about um our Mega Man Zero update of the month I could okay so Mega Man May or this is March this is Mega March March. Mega March maybe Uh, yeah I could fit it all within March I could do that all right. I trust so. myself. Okay. Um, favorite name? I probably like the name Blizztak Stagroff sticks out of my mind every time I think of the Mega Man Zero series. He's not my favorite like enemy, but his name is so just like ingrained oh, in the mind. Is he in the one that you played? Yes. He, okay, he's okay. in Zero One and Zero Three. Oh, he's a recurring. Okay. <laughs> yes, but I'll I'll get to that when I when I beat two. Um. But yeah, that I that's like the name that sticks out the most. Okay. Um uh when it comes to lore updates, um at the end of or towards the end of Zero One, you find out that uh that the version of X that is leading the dictator state of Neo Arcadia is actually a a horrible, incomplete, ruthless copy of the original X. Well yeah, how could X be a bad guy? Exactly. 
Uh, he's actually more of a force ghost. Like, actual oh. X is force ghost, essentially. Okay. Well, <laughs> a force elf. A force elf. So okay. does does X tell... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I was going to make a bad joke about him telling someone that their last name is Skywalker now or giving them permission. But oh, like, yeah. no. You don't you yeah. don't ever call yourself a zero X by uh, the end of this series. Yeah. Yeah, that's not until ZX. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll get there. Yeah, we'll I'll get, get there. there. We'll get there. <laughs> but um Mega Man March. Yeah. So we're in it. So you beat Copy X, um, and the resistance is like, Woohoo, yay, but Zero is um he's not feeling too great, so he leaves the resistance for about a year like you do like you do and he's a lone wolf type for a whole year and he like collapses in the desert and um harpuya who is one of the four guardians of neo arcadia finds you and takes you to the new resistance base a whole year after the end of zero one so this is where zero two starts Right. Even and and Harpuya is not even part of the resistance. Yes, he is like he is technically your the resistance's enemy, but he's a good guy. Yep, he's a good guy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is that it? His name um, is Sage. Yeah, Sage Harpuya. This is wild. Uh, that's not it. Uh, Zero Two is, <laughs> I think, actually like it's so. There's so much more to it, even just in the first like 20 minutes, than there was in most of Zero One. Like there's a lot more story going from here forward. Still elves. Yes. Yeah, zero this two goes hard story. on the elves. Yes, zero two and three are where we go hard elf. Is elf an acronym for anything? No, no, no. It's no. just elf. Cyber elves. <laughs> I love it. You got the I'm dark elf. baby elves and dark the baby elf. elf. Yep. So the the new resistance base it was built up and uh, it has a new commander now named. El Pizo, El Pizo. Yep. It's El Pizo. Uh, I, I would, yeah, I always said El Pizo. Um, but he's this commander dude who's he's got like long your, flowing hair. Yes, long flowing blonde hair, kind of like Zero. Um, and his whole mission statement is that the only way we can win against Neo Arcadia is by just destroying it. He's ah. very militaristic. Whereas the previous leader of the resistance, CL, uh, she is still trying to work on this uh, energy, uh, this new energy source to fix the energy crisis, which is how all this stuff started in Aren't the first we all, place. Yes. Aren't we all just trying to find an energy source? <laughs> yes. <laughs> to fix an energy crisis? Yes. All um, right. I can relate to this character. Yeah. yeah CL's a nice, nice little, little lassie. Um, but yeah, this, so... The resistance is being led by a starkly different leader now. Ciel is still part of the resistance, and she always reminds El Pizzo, like, "Hey, let's uh, let's not be too too uh, militaristic." I guess I don't know. I don't know how to describe aggressive. It. Yeah, yeah, yes. Thank you. She's like, "Let's not be too aggressive. Let's just uh, I'm still working on this thing. Give me time." So the the first mission that I did for the game was I basically got both of the baby elves for the resistance, which are the, <laughs> they're like really powerful. The elves. world's running low on baby elves. Yes. Oh, okay. there are only yeah, two baby a, elves. There's only two. <laughs> yep. There's only two. And they are the, 
the children of the dark elf which was the thing that caused a war a few hundred years see. ago Off that screen. we didn't see yes off-screen more post-X. Yep, post-X series, exactly. Dark um, Elf. Yep, the Dark Elf War, I think that's You learn more about it, of course, yeah. so as that's the r- series goes on. Of yeah. course. So that's where I'm at right now. And they dig the hole even deeper into this <laughs> stupid elf idea. Yep, so that's where I'm at right now. Uh, Elpizo's the new leader, and we got both of the baby elves so we can start destroying Neo-Arcadia. Great. And that's like the first 20 minutes of the game. Wild. Yeah. I love it. I'm not, I'm, it may sound like I'm being sarcastic, but I listened to Seth talk about Mega Man X lore for three episodes. So I'm here. (laughs) I like it. I'm not fighting you on it. Thank you. Um, I appreciate the support. I will Uh, probably cut you short on Resident Evil 5. You've got like. Oh, there's no story there. Chris Redfield (laughs) is a bad protagonist who only cares about Jill because she got brainwashed by Wesker. (laughs) And he doesn't even care about the actual mission of, like, saving the world. He just wants to save Jill and defeat Wesker, who... Now, this is the one where it became way more of an action game, oh, right? Oh, yes. Five is five is the five, South Africa one, right? Yes. Five is or so clearly... Africa? Influ- I don't know where it is. Africa, yeah. 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 It's so clearly influenced by the Matrix, to, and <laughs> okay. it's the worst thing for it. <laughs> but also, like, it makes it a kind of game that you could just turn your brain off for. And just be like, this is stupid. But I'm having a good time with one of my friends right now. There you go. Yep. Because you can play through that whole game co-op. Which is what yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that being like the one shining thing. Because that game came out while I was at GameStop. Ooh. And I remember that being like the shining thing that everyone loved. Yeah. Um, really? So, yeah. Everyone loved... Because back then, couch co-op games oh, weren't fair. really a super big thing. Like you had Halo and Gears. Yeah, but that was during like that was during the boom of the Xbox Live yeah. deal, and so like you had basically Borderlands, Halo, Gears, um, and so to have a zombie one is great. Especially have Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. So people, yeah, people ate that up yeah. all day. Uh, so I played through that over the weekend with one of my friends um we had a blast but also like that game can be so bad at times um so then we're gonna play resident evil revelations 2 next and then punish ourselves with resident evil 6 Mm, the one with the giraffe made out of goo on the front yeah (laughs) so there's a lot of problems with that dude all right um we're gonna talk about the game we all three played after the break um, I do want to mention real quick, I played Ori, guys. I tried. I My oh, game yeah. last week that I was going to beat before this episode was Ori, and I failed all of you. <laughs> and that's because I don't like that game, I don't think. <laughs> like, it's just not for you. The platforming isn't for me. Uh, Seth, have you tried Ori? No. No? Not yet. Okay. Um, it's I'm one actually... that I like eventually want to get around to, but also one that I'm... Not super motivated to play, even Same. though everyone says it's good. Yeah. I'm interested to see if you like it. It's very floaty in the platforming, and it reminds me a lot of new Super Mario Brothers. And mm. I know how much you don't like the platforming in that. Yeah. So I'm interested to see how much you'll like it. Um, that and I think the con- like the combat is shoehorned in it and adds a level of difficulty that's not earned. That's fair. Which is a... Uh, 
like I, I don't want to go too long into it. It's, it's just, I've, it's maybe not for me. And from what I've read, maybe some of the stuff in Ori 2 will be for me. Like it seems like it's more of a Metroidvania than the other one. So I'll give it a shot. But I don't know. The The first one didn't do it. Uh, emotionally, it had me. The story has yes. me. But the, the visuals have me. But the gameplay doesn't. And so, yeah. There it is. Um, the break. We're going to go into the break. And we will be back soon. And we're back. Thank you for waiting. Hopefully, during that small break, you were, you know, checking out the social media, looking at Suplex the Sticks on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. The new site will be done by the end of this month. Me and Nick and Forrest were looking at it and working on it before the show actually was being recorded. So it's going to be so good. We. I'm just so excited for everyone to see it. Um, it's not in a state where we want people to see it yet, <laughs> or else I would have like shown Seth. Yeah. But from the concepts that we kind of put together from looking at designs that we that Nick and I have been looking at, it's going to be great. Very excited, and it's going to be better for you as a listener also to interact with us and our content. So really excited about that. Um, but check us out on social. That'll be the area where you can first see the website. Also, make sure you join our Discord. Um, I post the link every week in the show notes, and we record like we do this live on there. So we use this as the chat to talk to each other. So you can hear the episode before everyone and hear us be idiots during the break when we're, you know, rewarming up for the episode which is fun um so with that let's talk about the game that all three of us played we all talked about it last week because the demo came out last week um but we all played the final fantasy 7 remake demo it's true seth was replaying it before we recorded today <laughs> oh my god dude. get over it no Literally. no no i was just saying you were like you were giving it another solid run through. So I played it yesterday. Forrest played it over the weekend. Yep. Um, what What did you guys think? I don't want to like Seth. What did you think of this demo? Um, it's it's kind of surreal, actually. Honestly, um, now I am one who doesn't have like that much of a childhood connection to the game um as listeners will know i only played it uh like within the past year like yeah, for I... the first time all the way through um so i'm probably more and and really the only reason i played it was to like have the whole context for when the remake came out um so i'm probably warmer to the remake than I have seen some people to f for whom the the game is like this kind of cultural touchstone in their lives. Um I I I very much enjoyed it. Um the combat is interesting. 
Um, and it'll be... It remains to be seen how that will... Uh, you only get to play with, with Cloud and Barrett in the demo, and it remains to be seen like how that, like once you add a third party member, how that will work. Um, I'm actually kind of I've, most excited for that. To yeah. Be honest. Yeah. Um, like, I think the, the combat is overall fun, um, but it is. It's not the. I, I, I don't know, like. I think I had an expectation that it was going to be more in line with Kingdom Hearts style combat than um, the sort of Final Fantasy fifteen style combat. Um, like neither neither are a exact approximation of what the the system is in the game currently. Um, but like clearly the the DNA of the combat in this game is in those two games. Yes. Um, but I, I do think it's, it's enjoyable. Um, and it does, it, it, it does force you to be more active in it than you like, um, than you would in, in say 15. Um, but I think, I, I think it's enjoyable and it's really like, it's really, the animations of the combat are also like really fun. Um, Honestly, the whole thing, like when I said it's surreal, it's it's like the it's so hard to like playing the original game to imagine that game in this form. Honestly, like so, yeah, I wanted to say the, like the the scale of the game and the amount of detail in the world that they've um, and the the demo area is not even that big. Um, but just to see the stuff rendered in the, this detail and, and, and the size that it is, it's, it's really unlike, it's, it's an experience that I don't think that I have experience, I have, um, seen before in a video game because just like. There, I don't know that there is precedence for a remake of this type. Um, I don't, and it's and like it's exciting the 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 potential of of like going through even though even though it's just Midgar, like I am very excited to be able to do that i don't like i still don't know how it's going to play out um but just the fact that it's going to be a thing is and like there's now like concrete evidence of it that you can play it's very it's very exciting yeah i was interested to see how your take on it was especially because you out of the three of us, I think Forrest played it recently too, but still working on it. Like you've played it the most recently out of all three of us. Yeah. Um, all the way through. And um, honestly, after using that combat, I found the most entertaining thing to be when you're going up against a, a beefier enemy, not necessarily the boss, but like the um, 
I can't remember the name of the sweepers, I think. The sweeper or whatever. Like when you're able to kind of stack stuff between Barrett and Cloud, like that yeah. got that got really satisfying. But I also had to like really think in my head, like, okay, I can slow down time and do this. Like it didn't come naturally to me. And I I do think that maybe by hour ten the combat will get great because you'll know in your head like the different stacks you can do and you'll have yeah. a feeling as to where the ATBs will be at for each character. The other part of me thinks that I wish I could just play this game in classic mode with just the beautiful graphics, which I know is terrible because isn't there supposed of... to be like a turn-based so there version? Is, there is supposed to be one, but it's not in the demo, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Um... And I did not I think see it might it be actually. A, yeah, cuz when you're uh, choosing to... difficulties there's classic, easy and then normal. I didn't go to the classic mode at all. So I don't I didn't, know what I didn't, that entails. Yeah, I would have to go and select it. Um but it I mean it was interesting to me. I I don't think I I didn't hate it. I liked it. I'm I maybe a little more hung up on the fact that this is like one fifth of a game and I kind of just want the whole game. Yeah. Um, also, that's fair. also I'm very hung up on the fact that this is not labeled as such. So like there's people that don't pay attention to video game news like us, or like maybe you, the listener that are going to go and see final fantasy seven remake in the store and they're not going to know that they're buying a game that is like one fifth of the game that they're thinking they're getting. Yeah. Because as someone who worked at GameStop, I know that there are shoppers that are just, they don't read. Like you mentioned video game news to them and they're like, what? Like they just listen to what GameStop people tell them. And so I'm sure there's a GameStop person out there that's like, yeah, this is the whole game remade. Like they're, they're just lying to get that pre-order that life is a struggle and it sucks but like there's i kind of wish that they would be more forthright with that to be honest Um, yeah i'm of i'm of uh two minds about that like i think it is it's weird that it's there does seem something sort of deceptive about not being upfront about it i guess um but I also like there's also the question of who who is going to buy this game um and I don't know I I would think that the the people like the the old school fans who are going to get this would probably know at the outset um but like there of course are are going to be people who don't know um and but on the other hand like i think if the package that like the full game that is delivered um or rather the the full version of this first part of the remake i think if it is if they m- figure out a way to make it a fulfilling experience um then i don't think like i don't know that it it matters all that much um 
Like, it's very hard to compare because the Midgar sequence in the original game is not that long. Um, and it is the beginning of, like, it's the inciting incident of a, this huge adventure. Um, and so it's it's really hard to imagine, like, what they're going to do with the story to to spread it out. Uh, but they that also leaves them with, like, like endless avenues that they could go down because there isn't a whole lot that is um ha- that is like concrete about the story that happens in this segment of the game um and so so I don't know I think that if the game that is delivered on April 10th is like a good game then I don't know that it matters all that much that they are in not including the like other eighty percent of the game or whatever the number is, um, because one of those uh, one of those changes like there's already a large change in the beginning of like not in the beginning of the demo but in the demo yeah um that's a, and that's a pretty big change and so like it's clearly they are they understand that this there's no point in making the exact same story. And so they're going, and we already knew from like the trailers, like there's new characters and, and scenes that weren't in there, um, that they are, I mean, they're going to be telling the same general story, but I think it's, this sequence is probably going to have its, its own, like its own arc that is entirely unique from the original. Um, and so I think if that is good, uh, then, um, I won't have, any issues with the way they are marketing it. Um, of course that's if that, that is assuming that it will be good. Um, and like, while I enjoy the demo, there are, there are things that, that make you, um, go, huh? And I guess, uh, mainly the, 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 um, the 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 characterization of of Cloud and Barrett is um I don't know I hope I, I hope as the as the game goes on they are the these characters can sort of grow but they're 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 a little you uh, hope that, outlandish the, you hope that but all the areas where they flesh out Barrett's character are in the third and fourth of the fifth six five sections of the game yeah um, all the all the spots where they flesh out barrett and make him not mr t basically is like midway to three quarters of the way through the game that's unfortunate i was thinking earlier um especially with how over the top his voice acting is yes um i was thinking earlier like as much as i appreciate tetsuya Nomura, um, he's never been one for subtlety, um, no, no, never, uh, or subtext or, you know, any, any, anything <laughs> any that, that lies any, no. beneath the surface of a game. Nuance? Um, never heard of her. And so, and, and that kind of works with Final Fantasy seven, which was also sort of like that. Um, like a lot of the depth of that game is sort of imagined. Like and and it's not to say there is no depth in the game, um, but they leave a 
they leave a lot of room for you to kind of fill in the gaps uh, in your head. Um, but I was thinking, like, imagine if a guy, if they had a guy like Yoko Taro directing this. Um, oh because, God, be like, the fra- like, you could have, like, the framework of the story, um, there is, like, that space for, like, just such more intriguing and interesting and compelling uh version characterization characterizations of um the people in the story uh and so and, and of course that's something that would probably never happen but it's it's just like i don't know like you you come from kingdom hearts and you kind of expect this kind of stuff but also there are games out there now that do a much better job with sort of creating real people with real emotions and real uh conversation voices in games um yeah and and like i don't i don't know that this sort of over the top style of what is presented is bad um but it's also um not i don't know it, I think there is there is there is an avenue that there in a, in a different world there is a version of this game which offers uh, a very very different looks at these characters. Yeah, which is which you know could be good could be bad, but um, it's just it's an interesting thing to it's a fun thing to think about. Um, but in the meantime, the the characters that we have, I'm sure they will be. Uh, at the very least, they will be be fun to experience their stories, and um, especially with some of the weird stuff that is that is going to happen in the game. And I still don't, I still really do not know how they are going to pull off some of the scenes in this game. Because um, <laughs> I mean, the fact is, they just some of it they might just decide not to. They've already done these like somewhat. Maybe I'm nitpicking, but at least medium to massive story shifts with this first demo. Well, I don't know it, about not, okay. Not first massive, of all, medium to massive is is a, a lot. statement so, that means nothing. Like it's a solid, um, ma- it's a solid story shift eh? to make. Yeah, I, I guess. Shin um, the, like at the end of this demo, they basically reveal that Shinra is the one that decided to destroy the reactor. Yeah. And not av- like Avalanche's bomb did nothing. Yeah. Um, Avalanche's it's... bomb was like a cherry on top of an entire milkshake with whipped cream that Shinra made themselves. Yeah. Um, now, of course, one should also mention that in the original game, it is implied that Avalanche's bomb was not designed to cre- create the kind of explosion that it, that it did. did. Yes. Um, and so that there was also something else going on. But it wasn't... The only thing is it wasn't so... Explicit. Yeah, it wasn't overtly shown like, oh, this was actually Shinra uh, sabotaging this to portray Avalanche as these evil people. Um but there but there was like some um can it was ambiguous as to what the cause was um 
But I, 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 I still think like the end result of that sequence might be the same. But again, it's 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 going to be so drastically different just based on the amount of detail that you're going to be able to put in stuff. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't really have a definitive feeling on it like either way um but i don't think it's like it is definitely a change and i think what gives me the most pause about it is how like explicit it was like they just outright showed right there that oh it um it actually wasn't this bomb that you were planting it was it was an inside job um and even if like and if they wanted that to be it that could be something that i think there are more elegant ways to reveal that yeah let's let's talk about this music a little bit ooh cuz the music is real good ooh um love it fully orchestrated that's probably the best part of the demo in my opinion is the music it's um, my favorite part cuz the voice acting didn't really do it for me and maybe casting the guy that voiced badger and breaking bad to be one of the supplemental Biggs. characters really is not a great move because it makes me see a character that's not the character on screen that's fair i because he is not doing any sort of voice that's different than just badger from breaking bad he sounds a little more uh i would say like innocently enthusiastic <laughs> But yeah, it's still pretty much the same voice. Uh, I I like the casting for the most part, actually. I in the way the characters are interacting with each other, I I feel like it gives them more personality and fleshes things out a little bit in small ways that you couldn't do in a dialogueless, text based game. You know. I mean, yeah. You, I guess that really over the top speech that Barrett does. <laughs> oh, I. <in> the... <laughs> Haven't... Which I was not about. I don't know. Uh, whatever. I don't know. I'm here for it. That, his, <laughs> it wasn't a good scene. His voice acting makes me want the game not to have voice acting. Really? Yeah. No, it's freaking atrocious. And I almost cussed. It's bad. I don't like it. It's too over the top. It. I I kind of was in my head. I was like, I want, I would rather have like the Japanese track right now, and hope that that would be better. Like I, yeah, I no, I did not like it, not at mm. all. <laughs> like it was. Uh, That's okay. I, I I get it. It is over the top, but like, Barrett is the leader of Avalanche, which is kind of like an eco terrorist organization. <laughs> I if he's nothing if he isn't over the top then I find it may not be the best representation of his beliefs, you know. Right, but why is he person. why is he screaming at Cloud in an elevator? Yeah. Cuz Bear like, has why? no nuance. No, he's a <laughs> well, yeah, because Tetsuya Nomura doesn't have nuance. But like he's a hired mercenary. That is uh, that you're dropped into this story. This is the beginning of the game. All you know is that Cloud is a hired mercenary, and this whole demo is just Barrett yelling at you and telling you 
like that he, you need to care. Yeah. And, and that he doesn't only, trust you. The only thing that you as a person watching this should be like, wow, frick this guy. Yeah. He paid me money. I, At some point, the money's not worth it. I'm just going to leave you. I don't care if you finish this or not. Like that's that that is all that character gave me was man I would rather just not no thank you give me other side missions I could do that don't have to do with you fair enough uh, like it was I'm sorry I don't know that his gun no. is too long like it's really long yeah I like his gun I I think that des- all the designs are very good I like them also they're just gonna fridge Jesse. I mean, they're not going to fridge her because they're not going to kill her. I mean, maybe they will. But they just forget <laughs> about Jesse in the game like after this opening scene. So we'll, hopefully we get to see Jesse again. And she Man. has like the most explicit boob armor of all boob armor. <laughs> We're going there. <laughs> and that also, I don't know. The design is great. Seth, I can kind of agree with you on that. Especially for Cloud and everything. Cloud looks fantastic. Cloud looks beautiful. But legitimately the boob armor and Barrett killed me and it really bothered me. Um, <laughs> Jesse's so great. Yeah. I, I'm Je- so glad that like the voice actor for, they got for her yes. is amazing. She is, voice she is actress. best girl. Um, I, I really hope there's a whole lot more of her in, in the game. Cause yeah. she was always like, I was always disappointed. That was one thing that disappoint it's disappointing from the original games that she's just kind of gone after that. Um, so I'm glad that, uh, she gets to have the, the spotlight cause she's great. Um, yeah. I mean, other than that, like I said, music is great, but the, the music, um, for me was like a revelatory experience. Yes. Um, in that opening scene, the opening sequence Ooh. is so it's like incredible. Um man, I and like it it absolutely blew me away. Um and I think that's why I was like so immediately hooked in just cuz like this the opening movie and like the sequence right at the beginning. Um like the way that you you've got the that opening theme and how it sort of slowly um like builds and builds into the into well, the bombing mi- the bombing yeah. mission well, song. Well, the camera pulls out from the streets to uh, like, the and whole and just scene. the kind of yeah the the sort of the dynamism of the scene that they they create. It's so good and oh my gosh the music, like so Final Fantasy VII is a game which has a celebrated soundtrack already, um, and like I. The orchestration and the arrangement, like, to for me at least, they sort of, they multiply the greatness of the music, like, tenfold. Like, the music, it becomes so large, and, and just like this, the, it, it creates just this incredible energy throughout the whole demo, um, and, and it's like, it doesn't even... It doesn't even sound like video game music anymore. Like it, it to me was so reminiscent of like, um, gosh, like uh, oh my gosh, what is that composer? Um, 
What has it done? Um, uh, it it sounded so much like like uh, like a Danny Elfman movie score, like those old like superhero movies in the '90s or something. Um, just the like the the way that it that it like moves through. Oh my gosh, it's so it's so good. The music is I I was enamored with the 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 music in this game in this demo. It's yes. it is really really good and i love the the different variations of the different tracks um and the way they sort of weave in and out of each other as you in in as you move through different parts of of the the demo it's it's so good i absolutely cannot wait to see how it is in the rest of the game it's like that's great. when that was the whole reason like the the past like 3 days i've been like going over that 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 opening sequence in my head, and the whole reason that I I started playing the game the demo again before we recorded was just like I wanna I wanna experience that music again, um, because like the music is good itself, but like experiencing in the game and the way like the beats hit, um, it's it's so it's so good, like the synthesis of music and gameplay is. Like perfect. Yes. That's like, great. Like I yeah, I can't say much more beyond that. It the the gameplay and the visuals blend with the music in mesh in a way that is so so rare to find. Like I I've never had music aside from I think like Back when I originally played Halo all those years ago, have a music, ugh, have a game's music just pull me in immediately and just match up with everything that I was getting out of the experience. Yeah. That's real good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll set it all so I don't have to talk about it. Exactly. So Everything's been said. I like the demo. I'm very positive on it. I wish I had a PS4 for the game. I wish more stuff was destructible when I hit it with my sword. Yeah, that's fair. I love how there are metal crates that you can destroy, but there are also cardboard metal. boxes that if you hit them, they just go flying. Yeah. yeah. Also, it's really fun. I love that it feels like a early uh, Xbox 360 game and that you can push the character models around <laughs> by running into them. Uh, like they just have wheels under their feet. Yeah. That's good. David started doing that last time. He's like, physics. oh no, we're it's just physics. When you this bump is into how it someone, is. they just scoot slowly across the floor. But if you're on a ladder, you can just go straight through them. Yep. yep. It's um, kind of terrifying. The way the cloud slides down a ladder is dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me th- also, Cloud is just a super saiyan in this game. He can leap through everything, uh, and he does the most extravagant flips, and it's great. I'm okay with that. I like that. it a lot. Yeah. I'm okay with him being extra and low-key. And, yeah. <laughs> being extra and low-key simultaneously. Uh, yeah. Bear- Nomura could learn to do that with other characters, maybe. Extra and low-key. Um, all right, let's let's talk about the news. We talked a long time about that, but it's worth it because it's an hour of this game that we're going to play 15 to 20, and Seth is going to be mad at me for saying that, but I, I still think it's going to be short. Um, but 
I'm really interested. It's gonna be a hundred hours long. <laughs> I'm really interested to see how progression carries over. If they're just gonna make you re-level up every time they release one of these, I would um, hope not. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a really archaic system. But what if they did like a password? System. No, that's not gonna it's happen. It's so archaic and easy that would to be abuse. so stupid. It would be <laughs> just straight Golden but Sun stuff. God, this isn't six pages. Look, long. these aren't this Nintendo isn't, isn't developing this game. Yeah, this yeah. isn't Mega Man X. Like, right. there aren't friend codes here. Um, well, there let's should be. let's let's touch on the big news. Um, because there is big news. Um, E three very large news. Yeah. Uh, there's not a lot of it, but there is big news. Um, E3 2020 was announced to be canceled today. Um, not because yep. it is a dying convention, but because of the coronavirus and the fear of it spreading more and more, which is valid uh, considering it's it's like getting there. Yeah. Um, so all of the companies have basically said in one way or another, they're going to do some sort of digital event. So for people like us who are going to be at home and experience the conference that way, nothing is going to change. Um, except we might be sick, who knows, but the people, the, the convention itself is going to be gone and that's going to be a shame in some ways, especially because a lot of business is done behind closed doors there. Um, there was a great tweet thread I was reading earlier today where they were lamenting the, the small business deals get that get done at E3 that won't be happening now because everyone won't be in such a tight space. Um, Seth, I know that you haven't played this, but you know how much this game means to me and how much I loved it. But did you know that the Mario Rabbids game was pitched at E3. Like, yeah, I, oh, I had I had heard about that. It was just pitched at E3, just like quickly, and it's it's one of my favorite games on the Switch. And now, like little that game isn't little, but like stuff like that might not happen, or like might not not ever get made. And so, it's kind of it's sad. It's something that that should be not like mourned but it's it's a sad thing it's necessary for health but it's it's a bummer yeah um, it's it was really i guess the kind of shock of this was sort of lessened by the fact that it was sort of expected like yeah uh we heard i forget who it was some company yesterday Devolver. said they weren't yeah they were like Devolver tweeted last night everyone cancel your EA tickets and flights yeah um and so we it, it was a matter of when not if but it is it's really weird uh like E3 has been in a weird spot um and it was like even if it had gone through we were wary of it um being in decline um you had like jeff Keeley and um i am 8-bit pulled out of what were seemingly uh very large um parts of the the e3 presentation um and you know no no sony other people were pulling out of it even before there was 
a, a actual health danger of doing it. Um, so this has sort of been coming, but it is, it's still weird. Um, and when the time, like uh, a few months from now, when, when whatever form these presentations take, when they all happen, it'll be, uh, I wonder what the aftermath is going to be for E3. Um, and if that really matters at all, because I mean, like E3 died at the earlier, like last decade or something. And then all of a sudden it came back and within a few years was fine again. Um, so I don't know. I, I really don't know how to feel about it because like, I wasn't going to be there and I'm going to get the information in probably the exact, not maybe not the exact same form, but near the same way that I would have gotten it. Um, Cause like, you know, Microsoft, they said they're going to, I think they've said they're going to do something, um, but they, they could still rent out a huge like auditorium space and do the same kind of presentation or they could just do a digital thing who knows yeah um do it nintendo direct style um but i don't know i, I wonder if companies after this will just be like you know we don't really need e3 or um i, I wonder what the long-term ramifications of there being no e3 are going to be it's it's going to be wild if that is what like happened like the long term like this is kind of a wake-up call like maybe we don't need to pour a bunch of marketing money into this yeah. um so we'll see well, how this we'll year plays see. out it's gonna be weird yeah especially i do want to shout out everyone said they're doing digital events but jason schreier did post that this was finally the year that wb was going to come out and talk about batman what rocksteady is working on and the harry potter game and so it's like, uh, that's a big rip. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're still going to announce this stuff. Yeah. Of course. But like, imagine that on the stage. Like, I know. Uh, man, it, it's crazy. Yeah. <sighs> it's sad, but it's necessary for health yep. reasons. Um, and, and honestly, Seth, I know you said it was lessened by like, if not when, um, but like that and like basically today was the news that everything is being canceled because of it. Um, so it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's like, been, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's been started. quite a day for, uh, the, the COVID-19 response. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely escalated to, um, to, to big time. So, um, apparently, uh, like we're talking about digital showcases, we always have to shoehorn in direct rumors, but uh, Venture Beat reported that next week we would be getting a indie direct, and the week after we we would be getting a Nintendo direct. This is like the first actual like news site that has posted something like this. Um, they have it on Good Word apparently, and so that'll it'll be interesting to see if that's true. We'll find out. Yeah, the author. Uh, the, or the reporter certainly makes sure to sort of head to their bets 
and say that, you know, it's not 100% set in stone that this is going to happen. But they do seem relatively confident. Um, and to that I say, it's about time. Yeah, it it seems like it it should have happened already. I think it was um it was nibble on Twitter or someone that posted the so they announced this like Lego Mario thing or they teased it the other day and the subheading on the website said like you know um okay, so yeah. here it is. Let me say the exact words. Um, the latest Nintendo Direct announced their exciting collaboration, the first time that the two big brands have worked together. And there was no Direct. It was just announced <laughs> on Twitter. And then they quickly changed that subheading to say something else. Yeah. Um, so there is a Direct out there. It's just... Yeah, I, it I does... In our hands. <laughs> it does seem like... Like someone wouldn't have wrote that if that wasn't a, the plan at some point, right? So either there was going to be a direct, and then they decided to move it, or this announcement was going to happen later, and they decided to push it up. Right, um, right, right. Yeah. So I don't know, but yeah, I mean, and we've known there has to have been they had to have been working on something because they do they always have something at the beginning of the year. And we're in March, um, and Animal yeah. Crossing comes out next week, and yep. there's nothing else coming out. Uh, so there, there's got to be something. Huh. There's got to be. I believe it. Um, let's let's touch on the other small news, and then we'll we'll get out of here. Two um, K football games are going to be happening starting 2021. Uh, they will not be simulation games. Yeah, so they won't be like Madden. I wonder what they will be. But maybe they'll be making an an EA Street, uh, NFL Street type game, or like a NFL Blitz, NFL Blitz type game. We'll see. That'd be interesting. Maybe it'll be just a bad bejeweled <clears throat> mobile game. Who knows? <laughs> um, you know something. Um, they'll they'll do a video game based on Rob Gronkowski's journey through the WWE because he just signed a contract today. Um, so it's interesting. We'll see. That would be a game. <laughs> it yeah. would be a game for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, and maybe they're making a video game based on the hit movie Draft Day. Ooh, like a draft game. <laughs> oh, that would be such a bad video game. Just yeah, a you draft. play whatever an eternal that guy's draft. character was in in that. Yeah. You always get the draft, and then they just tell you how the team did at the end of the draft, and you just go right <laughs> back into another draft, and you you just have no You're, you don't get the you, trade. You play you play one scout like driving around the country, <laughs> watching a, prospects. It, yeah, that's a Kentucky Road Zero type game. Add there some some of that stuff in there, like yeah. make it sad. Totally and football. Yeah, All right. we did it. Throwing some some magical realism. Yeah. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn is coming to PC, which is super cool. Um, people are also kind of mad about it on the internet for dumb reasons. Don't be dumb. Just because it's exclusive now doesn't mean that the game means less to you. Yeah. 
That's silly. This is just a get over it. Yeah, it's a new chance for for to share a game that you love with people who didn't get to play it yet. Like who doesn't yeah. want more like potential friends to talk but about. But they're the not allowed with. to play it. They're not allowed. They Unless they're it. loyal to the <laughs> platform. Yeah, you've they have to can't be loyal play to it. the brand. Don't you know brand loyalty? Brand loyalty can capitalism fall off a cliff. <laughs> Um, down with capitalism. So, <laughs> down with corporatism. Um, down uh, with robot dinosaurs. I, I might hey. vote for that. I'm. I don't know about you, but I would. Do, I would vote for more robot dinosaurs. Yeah, I was honestly. about to say. Yeah. I would, don't say down with that. Because I think right now we're at a solid like zero, maybe ten at the most. I could go for. We're a getting few close to maybe more. having some more. That, like that. Aloy, Aloy is, Aloy is cool, but the fact that she's killing robot dinosaurs is Hold like. On. Hold um, on. You also can befriend them. Yes, I know you can do that, but they are, for the most part, enemies. Yes. In the game, and I'm like, you know, I I kind of take the side of the robot dinosaur. Because it's cooler looking. Yeah. Not all of the... Uh, yeah, they're, some of them are jerks. Okay. Hashtag not all robot dinosaurs. No, no. Okay. All right. Is there any more news that we want to talk about? Seth? No. No. Forrest? Nope. All right. With that, we appreciate you listening. As always, share this episode with a friend. We know it's been a little long, but we... We ended up talking about Final Fantasy VII Remake more than I thought we would, and I'm okay with that because it was a good discussion. So um, look forward to the new site coming up and join our Discord to listen to us and maybe tell us in the chat we're talking about something too long or you know, you can tell us about news that we maybe missed. Yeah, um, You we, set the pace. We have the episodes. Discord open during the <laughs> show, so um, join the Discord, let your friends know, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye bye. Adios. There we go. Good That's cultural appropriation for us. Hey.